Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. I hope everyone is doing well. I sound the way I sound. I'm not sick. I do not have any swollen lymph nodes. It's that what they are? Yes. I don't have that. I don't have a sore throat. I just sound like this. This is what Ohio has done to me. I cannot wait to get the fuck out of here. Okay, that is not what we're here mainly to discuss. We are going to talk about the peripheral. If you can bear with me, hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. I'm telling myself that because I am far more critical of my voice than anyone else will ever be. So everything is just terrible on a normal scale. And we're talking about myself once again. We're going to talk about the fifth episode. I believe this was the fifth episode in peripheral entitled note this is six fuck you and eat shit written by greg plagman and scott b smith directed by vincenzo natale thought this a really good episode 9.2 out of 10 it's had some really good laugh out loud moments and the cinematography looked on point i definitely got the nolan glow from this one and i'm really curious to see where we're going because I have a feeling that where we're going is going to be far more interesting than where we've been this is the first episode where I feel like they've actually done some solid character work and that was needed because although I've been watching these people for six episodes I could care a little less about them sure I want Flynn and Wilf to be fine but only because I like Flynn and Wilf and they've been given the most attention, but everyone else, I'm just like, these are background characters. Why should I care about them? Or am I supposed to care about them? What do they bring to the table? How is this going to unfold? All of those things were, were needed. I felt like this episode, particularly with the, the Connor and the rest of his squad, that was so warranted about episode three. And I don't think it would have taken away too much to hit or contextualize what he was considering for the flashback to to still be relevant. I think it would have worked just as well as the precursor to the backstory as it would have as the uh, as an earlier premonition to what the backstory is and then how it ties to R.I. and then connor himself considering what this means this is a future in which he can pursue and have a life before we jump into the recap wherever you listen to this podcast podbean stitcher itunes spotify go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well like share and if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com texas 2028 we see everything from the perspective of burton's haptic squad the experiment grace was boasting about connor ain't about anyone shooting fido in distress ending his suffering but it's suffering is bothering the hell out of leon but burton has and continues to be the most chill of them all Chill actually sounds like the wrong word to use here. He's the most stone-hearted, I would say, practical. 
he knows this is the tactic so be it we ain't falling for it connor sweetheart is weighing the options of rescuing the dog despite all the logic to the contrary that it will end in his death winking at burton he's off and it's pretty cool to see the synchronicity synchronicity of the haptics design and then it happens I spent entirely too long laughing at that joke to myself. Connor wakes in terror with Burton calmly soothing him. I thought that was nice to see the kinship dynamic as it feels rather thin or had felt rather thin. But that's the Nolan issue. Does not like to massage the emotional ties between characters. And then even when they do, they still manage to fuck it up. Yeah, I'm not bitter about Westworld. Not at all. Lobier is interrupted during her stroll by Beatrice, I guess her assistant, who informs her that there has been a murder involving a peripheral and a coid, and it is tied back to the R.I. She said, sum it up in 10 words or less. She gave her 15, and she certainly called her on that. Daniel is considered deceased, but the head of security being directly involved does raise suspicions so let's get on to it beatrice said it looked like a painting and it turns out it was an illusion of the countryside on top of a building that's pretty cool but i we learned this episode a lot of shit is an illusion back in our world tommy learns from gladys the invisible suvs he checked in to evidence are not showing on the evidence log and he wants to go check for himself however he needs to speak with sheriff jackman who just happens to follow him into the restroom when he cleans up from his nosebleed we didn't even know this man existed until now (laughs) who apparently had no questions when he showed up with two invisible fucking cars he proceeds to tell him to take paid leave after tommy confirms he doesn't recall anything from the accident citing that he looks banged up which he really does people that quote their granddaddy though can suck it especially when it comes with a backhanded compliment i love that fire in your belly but that fire can get you burned whistling and seeing who whistles while they take a shit uh that and seeing the man's shoes shifts tommy's foggy memory to confirm he is in on the kidnapping of bob which is anyone really surprised there flynn and will flirt some more as he admits his anxiousness about her confrontation with sharice these two what are they doing i don't feel like it could work out for him because you know he's from the future she's from the past (laughs) she has a life back home He uh, tells her when she wonders why people don't seem to gravitate around them. They seem to stay away. It's because it's not real. It's an augmentation. Is this the real life? R.I. created this tech as a mood enhancer so the world would seem less bleak for the apparent shrinking population who survived the apocalypse. The world itself is in a state of destruction and emptiness still just being filled in 
to continue to falsify the illusion. And Will says it's so installed into us that we barely recognize it anymore. I could see they filmed at the Tower of London because it was in the background. Wilf takes them to a fabricator that may give them more information on exactly what Alita downloaded into data to get to her stub. And considering she has a thing in her head, it may be that. Wilf's password do not get him entry. So Flynn decides to prick at Reggie's pride to get him to uh to bite however when she brings up the procedure alita did with her eye i was more interested in the retractable nails and how do i get that at what price which downloaded the data into her brain i believe a fight ensues and did wilf really just hug the wall fucking embarrassing Patiently waiting to see some badassery from Will. You did more action in fucking Death in Paradise, sir. This actor can do some acting of his physical form. Please give him something. Because he looking like a, a wuss back there. And then he gave us this badass backstory. So I'm going to need... I'm going to need y'all to work on that. Did I miss when Flynn became a world champion fighter? I'm not mad at it not at all i just feel like i missed something with the competency level in which she was doing that karate well done though she took out both the motherfuckers and they had knives abby wasn't ready to give up though when reggie was caught with his pants down and almost got her fingers cut off until reggie throws up the white flag and wilf smiles I feel like we left this place with a lot more things to gain because after learning Alita was working with the neoprisms, Wilf is in shock as he initiates some physical contact. Doing the worst job ever, I must point out, of wiping the driest blood ever off her face. Seriously, I know there's a sink somewhere around there. It is a butcher shop for fuck's sake uh she's like um so your sister did she know about what happened to you oh fuck and she still went with the neoprisms oh shit i'm sorry wilf let me touch your hand you can get you can tap this ass later it's a little weird because you know it's another body you're feeling it i don't know i just feel like i need to see how it would play out even though i'm not I'm not not shipping them, but I'm also not shipping them at the current moment, mainly because I need you to not be simping up in the corner, motherfucker. <laughs> the only thing you did was fucking kick the kick the the knives out of the way. Grab one. Connor leaves the bar with swag, tossing his bottle right to the bin. But his transportation is busted, so someone calls Mason to assist. Hell yeah, now we got business. I'm sorry, his name is not Mason, but Macon. What a goat, though. He said, I ain't telling you shit without speaking to my overlords. 
about that technology, but Connor admits he used the headset and only has basic elementary inquiries such as, is it real? After confirming so, Connor's proposed plan is to live there permanently. Seeing as he lived in a semi-conscious state for eight months and once making an Edward to set him up. However, Macon's like, you're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I think that this would be a bad idea, you know, because what's going to happen to your body here? It may not survive, but he tells them to think on it because as someone as smart as he is, he has to know that this is not an option. Speaking of Ash and Osian, they are creating Burton and Connor's peripherals, finding it creepy when the AIs take over. Tommy has a panic attack in front of his fiance when she's trying to check him out, who tells him that he has whiplash and is probably concussed. He's like, so I'm going to head on back out there. She wants him to lay low and soon they could just pick up and leave. But he reminds her this is his home. And he ain't running from anybody as he gave the Fishers his word and it happened on his watch, which means he'll need to confront Pickett. I don't know about you, but I would have said, ma'am, what part of me deciding to be a police officer and putting my life on the line did you not understand when you saw me get up every morning and put this fucking uniform on? You're going to tell me to go run away with like a coward with my leg between my legs and i'm the only like fucking black man around here are you are you absolutely out of your fucking mind white woman but it was nice to see that they have a relationship because i was starting to not believe it bob is being held by the pickets who casually quote things to each other while making pot roast dinner enjoying seeing bob attempt to attack corbell with a knife only to be electrocuted via the collar around his neck by corbell's wife he uh, likes to use metaphors. A lot of people like to use metaphors in this episode about how some use mallets. He's he prefers brine to to get your your meat. It's always fucking about meat too. They're they're it's all metaphors for your dick. Okay, all you men with this power, hungry shit. It all still revolves around your dick. But he's like, someone is in my fucking kitchen fucking shit up, and I want to know who that person is. And that also seems to be the person Bob was hired by. Leon goes to see Connor to check up on him about his nightmares. And he offers to siphon off some of the emotion. Interesting. Another trick to the haptics and something they've done in the past, even though he says you don't have to do that anymore. Leon tells him is that or you can listen to me sing. And after dropping a few, a few notes, Connor agrees fuck it you can siphon some off leon relives his trauma while connor gets some relief from it and that's a fucking friend he went through that very viscerally himself just even though i don't know who the hell looks down and just starts taking out the intestines and shit (laughs) i can understand don't cut my leg why are you not sedated he was even satisfied that he could do that for his friend Ash and Osian discuss in their cryptic language the same conclusions Wolf and Flynn have already deduced when the doorbell rings. Hello, motherfucker.
Julie shows up with Beatrice absolute authority as she just casually walks herself into the house when Leah finds out that the police are here he literally shit his pants with Wilf already known to be there the way he screeched call my lawyers or call my father's lawyer solicitors where's your wife why do I get the indication Lev ain't shit but someone who married into people that are the shit you a grown-ass man calling your daddy you lost all points in the intimidation factor he warns Wilf not to lie as higher level officers have special abilities like the one to make you answer honestly or know the answer before you say it so I'm starting to comprehend that Ash Wilf Ocean or Cyan whatever you say his name they are active puppeteers more so than acquired toys for the enterprise in which Lev started to venture into and Lev himself is just overgrown all-powerful child who starts to fall apart at the first sign of actual uh you know the there's the insecure and then there's the real thing mayhap this stub adventure is something he embarked on to try to make himself feel more authoritative or imperial as ash points out a little bit later uh for him to give himself you know make himself feel more powerful than he is they both took them shots though like that was gonna be their last drink it was effective though and making ainsley feel more threatening than i certainly thought i was like what is the police (laughs) it's not like the fbi but i guess the the metro police is all of them tommy keep coming to burton as a friend and burton keep talking to him like he ain't a law enforcement officer and i need him to back the fuck up off of darius rucker he like maybe if you let me finish my fucking sentences i'm trying to tell you that the sheriff is involved which means corbell is involved Things are happening in front of me with my own eyeballs and you keep telling me nothing. Burton then admits other forces are at play and he said, What do you mean by that? He then warns Tommy he is alive because he is a friend, but keep at it and the next ambush won't fare so well. Making it clear Corbell is protecting them, but also pursuing who he feels is a threat ironically criminal and civilian fear the same powerhouse that's that's uh starting to influence their town sheriff jackman is that his name yeah sheriff jackman allows uh corbell i mean he didn't even try to hide his connection access to the police footage of tommy's camera with his conversation with bob the passwords being fuck you and eat shit mary is alone with bob who has far more to lose than she has to gain in her bet with corbell and thus met the expected fate being electrocuted Uh uh-oh now things got a whole lot personal 
Back in London, Ainsley is dropping bars on Lev, calling him predictable. Then he wants his solicitors, but she tells him if they come, then he will charge Will with murder. With the murder of Daniel, and he would be executed in a matter of 10 minutes. But because small fish aren't noteworthy, she points out Wilf could lead to a bigger catch. And while, yes, he and Lev go way back, nostalgia tends to fade, especially when a knife is at your throat. Here comes Ocean, perfect timing, great shot with the shaken china. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Lev gave Wilf a look like, you better not say a damn word. And Wilf looking at him like, motherfucker, I'm not about to die for you. Since the unraveling may lead to his other familial affairs, she asks how he feels about doing things that way versus answering a few questions. And before he can open his mouth fully, she says, I quite agree, tiresome. She wants them to answer some things that might lead to a bigger adventure and knowing that you know i'm not really after you i'm after someone else the ri gets him to change his mind and she also wants to see the three peripherals and their operators now or soonest i thought they did a really good job of taking a handicapped character and still making him just as charming just as competent as we see him making french toast burton visits to check up in on him and is surprised his friend asked for him to fetch his plate like you asked for my help and ain't no fucking witnesses to attest to it he also asked him in the hospital to end his life way back when and he admits he fucked burton up not because he asked but because he couldn't do it and thus that fucked connor up even though he left Burton was here and he knew it would be the inspiration to get him out of the bed because he would put motherfucker on there or MF. But he says, look, I don't know about your proposal. I need to think on it because it is a slow way to eat a bullet. But Connor points out life in itself could be looked at as a slow way to eat a bullet. He's like, you a trip. And he said it in a way that made me not convinced at all you've been around that many black people my friend and mf mean the same sentiment but sentiment is over when they are called back to london and flynn laughs at the boys hoorah mentality before they are summoned and this time all three of them are now in the shop the business the no the store that burton bought right that's smart to bring that back into the story because I didn't see the point and relevance of it. Lev explains what a stub is to Ainsley and when Ainsley points out it's rather cold, brutish, dehumanizing way in which to label the place because other branches are going to form from that stub, right? She's like, that's the goal. Well, what's the point of calling it stub? And Ash chimes in with its imperialism a way to third world country them and Ainsley confirms so you and Osian help with the colonialism <laughs> however they're interrupted when Osian says Osian I'm just gonna call him Osian says the crowning which is quite the term to use and the episode ends at Flynn and Ainsley's introduction 
I don't know what Ainsley is up to, but I have a feeling that Sharice is not out of the game yet. <laughs> I didn't get no Sharice this episode and I was a little disappointed, but I thought overall, considering I love Sharice, uh, it was a really, really, really good episode. I think one of the best ones they've had in like since the first, the second episode. I really like the second one too. If you want to see in feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Great.